Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Warning. This podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spook. Girls, true crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you Hey there, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Jessica, and as always, I'm joined by my favorite gal pal, Tara. Hey, Spooksters. Today, we are going to be talking about something that makes Tara and I giggle so much, (laughs) only because we're like, you know, 12-year-olds. We're going to be talking about the Japanese bathroom ghosts, and they are very fascinating. This was inspired when we did our Japanese female demons, and we had such a great time. And I just want to say the Japanese culture has so many fascinating, like, paranormal. They Like, mm-hmm. if any culture really hit paranormal on the head, it was the Japanese culture. So, Oh, hell yeah. And if you guys yeah. really like these like we do, because we're obsessed, I'm pretty sure we could do a part two on Bathroom Ghosts. I think there was more oh, yeah. of that on our list we had. So, yes. Oh, my God. Please let us know. Let us know. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, really, one of the things I've learned is basically like you take any subject and then like type in like Japanese, then you put the subject and then ghost and something pops up. Mm-hmm. Like it might overlap in different areas, but mm-hmm. like if they're fun. Yes. If you want to hang out with us on social media, you can do so by heading over to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Our handle is at Three Spooked Girls. If you want to hang out with us on a little bit more like, not one-on-one, but like more of like a group hang, Mm -hmm. our Facebook group is phenomenal. We have discussion posts. We talk about, we have a book club in there. We have, we just did a mug exchange and I was very happy. Like everything was like amazing and cute and I just loved seeing the thread with all of them. Like the last time I checked, there was like, I think like over 80 messages in there yeah. with all the pictures and people commenting. And it was really great. I loved it. We do other fun kind of activities in there. So you definitely want to join and check that out. Mm-hmm. If you want to help support the show, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. And for little as a dollar, you get a bonus episode each month. Every tier up from there, you get more bonus episode. $5 and up patrons get a lot of video content. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. You get what the $2 level gets, which is the Jessica Slaughter's movie reviews and plot lines. And then you get Tara's Haunted Grounds, which is phenomenal, and it's video content. And then once a month, we do a live stream. There's super fun things. We love it. Yeah. And then $10 up patrons get to pick patron select episodes. So go ahead over there. There's a link in the link tree below. Check it out. If you want to help support the show, there's a tier for everyone. Yeah. And because, I mean, at this point, it's been like a while back. For me currently, it's not so far back mm-hmm. that we hit a million. But in celebratoriness of our hitting our 1 million download mark, we are going to do a brand new Q&A, which in the link tree below, you can ask questions and you can ask multiple questions. We don't even care if the questions were on the original Q&A mm-hmm. that we did a long time ago. Yeah. But we will be answering questions for you and just put those in there. We're not quite sure when that's going to come out. We'll have more information later on, like announcing when that will close. So yeah, we're going to take a quick promo break. And then we come back, we're going to talk about some Japanese bathroom ghosts. Yay! Hello, Twisted Humans. Do you find yourself wanting to know more about the latest murder, conspiracy, cult, or haunting? Then this is the podcast for you. We're bringing the most intense stories that will keep you up at night. Join us every Tuesday for a glass of wine and a dose of true crime. I'm Alicia. And I'm Sierra. And this is Twisted Twisted and Uncorked. Uncorked. Well, welcome back from that quick promo break. We hope you enjoyed them and may check out the content that was there. And I'm going to hand it over to Tara to tell us about her first Japanese bathroom ghost. Yes. Okay. So this first one. Okay. Please nobody at us for mispronunciation. It's just expected. I'm sorry. (laughs) We really do try though. And today in real time was radio day. So if you don't know what that means, that means we woke up super early. We talk true crime once a month on a radio station that's on the East Coast. So it's super early for us. But anyways, okay. Just had to put my PSA out there. Oh, but now it's also being broadcasted in New Mexico. Oh. He said that today on the radio and I was too tired to like fully comprehend that till later. I was like, like at work, I was typing, wait, we're in New Mexico? So if you're in New Mexico, I don't know what station we're on, but like the third-ish Thursday of the month. Yeah. We we on there. We on there. We talked about Catherine Knight. So it was a good time. It's a good time. <laughs> All right. Okay. So my first entity is Hanako-san. And this entity, like most of these legends, have a really sad backstory. So. So the other thing to keep in mind, too, is since it's presented in oral tradition, typically we have varying versions. That's pretty, pretty common. So her backstory, I'm going to kind of tell you guys all the different versions. So the first one is that she died while playing hide and seek at school and she was in the bathroom and her school was bombed during World War Two and she died. Obviously, everyone died. Yeah, it's really sad. Other versions include that she was either murdered in the bathroom or committed suicide in a school bathroom due to abuse and other things like that. Oh, no. no, it's so sad. Whatever version you go with, though, it's widely agreed that her spirit is now trapped between the spiritual and human worlds. And obviously the bathroom is the connection there. So in appearance, she has a short straight bob and she's 
is in a school uniform that's typically a red skirt with like the little suspender looking things and then a white shirt. There's so much like I didn't realize there was so much of her across like media and anime and games, all kinds of stuff with these guys. So it varies sometimes on what she looks like depending on the artist. I've seen her in like a yellow shirt too with the little skirt and stuff. Mm -hmm. But basically when talking about her outfit, people said that the World War II era made the most sense because a lot of schoolgirls wore outfits like that during that time period. Mm -hmm. So apparently this entity, kids like to summon it either to initiate a new kid, scare someone, or honestly just to have fun with it. I kind of equate this to Bloody Mary, like girls doing it at sleepovers and Uh kids doing it at sleepovers. That's kind of where my brain went with that. So of course, there's different ways to summon her depending on which version you go with. A common theme though throughout what all I was hearing and reading was that she's typically in the third stall of the bathroom on the third floor of the school. So I was like, okay, very specific. Now, one way to summon her is to knock on said stall three times and ask, are you there, Hanako-san? She will reply saying, yes, I'm here or I'm done now, basically saying like she's going to come out or whatever. And then apparently... I don't know. Some of the, like, videos I watch with the animation, I was just like, oh, this is creepy. I love it. <laughs> Apparently, she'll, like, slither down in the toilet and it flushes, but a, like, creepy, bloody, kind of demony hand will either poke out from behind the door and snatch you to either kill you or eat you. Slash kill you, obviously. <laughs> I was like, same destination? I mean, it's like either you get eaten and killed or just killed, basically, you know. Right. <laughs> I'm like, same thing, basically. And this creature is said to be a three-headed lizard. I was like, no thanks. I don't want that in my life. No, no, no. I'm good. And with this version, some say that the response is in like a scary voice. Think Reagan and the Exorcist, basically. And that the entity isn't a girl at all. It just appears as a girl to kind of give you that trickery of being like a person you can trust, you know, like classic how demons appear as children type of thing. Now, another version is to go to the fourth stall. And I learned that four is equated to death and other really bad omens in Japanese culture. So they're really superstitious about that and like they take it seriously. So Mm -hmm. basically what you do is you go to the fourth stall and then you chant her name four times. You say like one, her name, two, her name, three, her name, and then, you know, all that. And then after you've said it the four times, a bloody hand will reach over from the third stall and snatch you up. (laughs) (laughs) So basically you're playing like a really bad game of like a bloody one Mississippi. (laughs) Literally. Now there's two others I found that I thought were worth mentioning and they are different. So the third one, of course, involves a bathroom. Duh. And it's said to stir the toilet water three times. Stir with what? I don't know. (laughs) But you say her name continuously while you're doing it. Like you just keep repeating her name and name and name and name. And then same thing as kind of the last one. A bloody hand will come out of the toilet and pull you in and take you. Yes. Now, this last version is totally different. Doesn't even involve a bathroom, but it's creepy and gross. So the last version of how she gets her victims is some people believe that she actually will follow or kind of not possess, but like kind of attach herself to certain kids on the playground and follow them around. And if you're one of these poor kids that's getting stalked by her and you fall and scrape your knee, she will cause a fungus to appear on your wound, on your knee. And from there, this fungus will spread and cover your whole body 
body, every inch of you, and you're said to putrefy, and I'm assuming it will kill you. So it's really gross and just, it was like totally left field, but I was like, I have to tell this one. Because, <laughs> yeah. it's Yeah, that's random. Right? And there are some ways to avoid her clutches, though. Loki, I think the adults kind of added to this, you know, but you can do what you want. Or maybe it's legit. Maybe this is really her wishes. So it is said that she prefers dirty toilets. So this is why teachers and such advise students to keep the bathrooms clean. Mm -hmm. It's like the best way. That's the best. No, don't, don't get that bathroom dirty. She will snatch you. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's more you're going to appreciate. It's also suggested to go to the bathrooms or to go to the bathroom in groups, which, you know, most females, we we already do that. So we good. She's not going to get us. (laughs) We safe, we safe. And the last one is she likes when children are top students. So if you get top marks on your grades and your exams, she'll leave you alone. <laughs> this was just like a principal who was like, how can I fix my school? Right. <laughs> and like I said, she's been in tons of animes, stories. There's a lot of YouTube animations with her, all kinds of stuff. And she even, I was reading, there's a connection with Moaning Myrtle too. And you can totally, like, if you think about it, you can totally see that. I was like, when you were t- describing her earlier, I was like, so she's the Japanese Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it'd be the opposite. Like, Moaning Myrtle's like, you know, a version of her. The British. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So, Oh, yeah, that's my first ghost. Okay. So my ghost is called Akimantu. So Akimantu is described as a male spirit or ghost or sometimes is depicted as a serial killer Ooh. who haunts public or school <gasps> bathrooms. It's very specific. Mm-hmm. He was killed in the toilet and being embarrassed by this, he has decided to stay and haunt slash murder people in the bathroom. Dude, yeah, if you're pissed, I get it. Okay, okay. Right? Like, he's like, oh my God, I'm so embarrassed. I was killed (laughs) in a toilet. No. So fuck y'all. I'm going to make you embarrassed too and kill you in the toilet. (laughs) Exactly. It's not like, well, I am not doing this alone. (laughs) Aw. Right? Though the legend is all over Japan, most stories come from Tokyo. Matthew Mayer, an author and folklorist, says that Akimantu is a schoolyard rumor dating back to the 1930s. So it has its origins. Mm. It kind of like this theme, like pre-World War II yeah. or like close to it. During this period of time, the word mantu, I hope I'm saying that right, mantu or mintu, was a common word to refer to a sleeveless kimono style jacket, which plays a part. Today, the modern word mintu is the Japanese word for cloak or cape. So kind of samesies? Because like, I was thinking about it earlier and I was like, what is the difference? (laughs) (laughs) Except for one is like robes without sleeves. Mm -hmm. That's about it. Okay. Because of this, it's different generations have different viewings of him and what his appearance looks like. Some versions of the legend, he is said to haunt the last stall in the bathrooms, which I'm like, good. I always use like the first stall in the bathroom. (laughs) You're on the opposite end of him. You're good. (laughs) Except for the movie theater we go to. I go to that last one because no one ever uses it because it's like kind of weird way. And there's like a weird like opening to the pipe in there Mm -hmm. but no one uses the toilet so i'm like nobody's in here (laughs) anyway sorry tmi for everyone else 
this goes into something Tara said. He's also often found in the fourth stall if there's like more than four. And this number is obviously associated with death. Mm-hmm. So this is how this works. If you were a child, it says the school late in the evening. So like detention? Maybe an after school program type thing? I guess so. Yeah. I want to know what they mean by late in the evening. I don't know. A student suddenly finds him or herself in desperate need of the toilet. And the closest restroom is not the nice one. The one that's normally like kept squeaky clean and everything. No, no. This one is dirty. Mm-hmm. It's older and not well kept and is separate from the rest of the school and is rumored to be haunted. By the time you reach a different bathroom, it would be too late. So the student enters, does their business, and when they finish, they reach to find the toilet paper, only to find there is none. No toilet paper. And at this moment, you're like, fuck, I'm in the dirty bathroom and there's no toilet paper. Of course, you hear a disembodied voice that says, do you want red paper or blue paper? Ew, Mm -hmm. weird. Oh, and I like that. Very Matrix style, right? Yeah, right? (laughs) (laughs) I texted Sarah earlier. I was like, my ghost has Matrix style questions. (laughs) The spirit that appears to him is said to be wearing a flowing red cloak and a mask. And the mask can either be like some sort of like actual mask or just be like cloth wrapped around their face, Mm. like ninja wrap around. Mm -hmm. And it hides her face. And but sometimes he is described as very handsome and charming beneath that mask. Oh, you know, he's nice looking when he reveals his face. (laughs) Depending on the story, the spirit may ask you to choose between the red cloak or the blue cloak or the red cape or the blue cape, which is weird because that has nothing to do with toilets. But I think it's just different versions. Mm -hmm. If you were to thinking like Matrix style, I don't remember the Matrix. So I don't know if you're supposed to take the red or the blue pill. Don't at me. I really did not like that franchise. I never watched it. So I don't know. (laughs) I should just text Thomas. What does it mean when you take the red pill? Or it could be a good <laughs> But if you choose the red option, you will then be hacked up or lacerated. Your skin could be pulled away from your face. Lots of weird shit. And your body will be drenched in your own blood. Well, yeah, your skin's gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the specific manner in which a person is lacerated or cut up depends on the account of the legend, including whether the person is stabbed or flayed. So mm. those of you who have watched Game of Thrones, the flayed man, you understand. Or if you've just listened to our Catherine Knight episode, you will also understand. Oh, Oh, man. Yes. If you are the individual who chooses the blue option, the consequences range from the person being strangled to the person having all their blood drained from their body. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. They also may, like, this is the other thing I thought was funny. The other option is that it would be a red hand or a blue hand or a red tongue or a blue tongue. Okay. Yes. Sometimes the colors are red or white instead of blue. When you choose the red, and often a red tongue comes rising from the toilet and licks the students behind, while the result in the white is a hand raising and stroking the student's butt. What? That's weird. Yeah, I know. It got real creepy. <laughs> like, real, like, mm, real pedo vibes real fast, right? Ew, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, I don't like this, but it's also funny. And, like, that would be a really funny, like, B-horror movie moment where, like, there's a tongue in a toilet. Yeah. Less common choices are red paper and purple paper. Choosing purple allows a student to escape unharmed, while choosing red causes a student to be pulled down through the toilet into the plumbing. So I think it, like, depends on, like, these kind of feel like, depending on 
how old you are. They're telling you different things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How nice the people are. But if you're thinking I could outsmart him, do not think that. Because if you ask for a different color paper, cloak, or cape, he often drags you down to the underworld or hell as a result because he doesn't like to be messed with. If you are a clever student who brings extra toilet paper because you're like, okay, I got to use this stupid bathroom. I'm going to bring extra toilet paper. Why you have extra toilet paper with you? I have no fucking clue. At this point, like find a trash can. You have paper. <laughs> like better choices. When you go to like use it, it has vanished and then you have to still answer. I'll come in too. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. It doesn't really. <laughs> yeah. So basically it's a lose, lose no matter what. Mm-hmm. There are some versions that state if you choose the yellow paper, cloak or cape, it will result in the occupant's head being forced into the toilet. Some of these say that he drowns. Some of these say you just get a really gross swirly. Okay. okay. Ignoring the spirit or applying that one does not want or prefer any kind of paper is said to make the spirit go away. I don't believe that because the other option is people say that they've tried to run away, which I'm like, people say they try to run away, but then they got killed. How does that make sense? (laughs) How did their story get relayed? Please tell me. (laughs) How are you telling this story? (laughs) Right. But they say that basically that you can get away if you try to run and like he doesn't get to you in time. But most of the time he's like when he appears to you with your choices of toilet paper, which there's this like picture I will have to tag for you to display. You remember the creatures in the movie The Village? Mm -hmm. But like instead of hands, there's like two different colored toilet papers coming out of the sleeves (laughs) and no face. (laughs) Okay. Right. So because he mostly like stands there and so you can't run past him. But if for some reason, like maybe he's still in a different stall or turns and looks the other way or something, you could probably run away. Mm. Many stories have influenced this creature, or I should say the creation of Akamentu. I hope I'm saying that right. I just feel like I'm saying it a little different. My apologies. One story is the story of Kanade, another toilet-dwelling monster. Kanade lurks in the bathrooms of old houses in Kyoto and only shows up on the 3rd of February. Very specific, 3rd of February. Mm, okay. Which is the Setsuben Festival in Japan. So basically, old Japanese... Japanese traditional homes had squat toilets. Mm-hmm. So when someone squats over the traditional Japanese toilet, a pair of hands come up and touch your bottom. Mm-hmm. Ew. And there's a lot of butt touching. I texted you. There's going to be a lot of butt touching. <laughs> Both of my goes touch butts. The only way to stop him is to squat and ask for white or red paper and then he'll leave you alone. So that's a different twist. (laughs) Another version is that he kidnaps and kills people. And the story goes that a man wearing a red blanket visits a small shop late at night which is where the red cape come from. He explains that he is a servant from a main house and that the master is very sick. He convinces the father to come with him and comes back for the mother a few hours later. He comes back a third time to get the kids and the neighbors insist that they are asleep. The man in the red blanket begrudgingly leaves. The couple is found dead and the red blanket man is never found again. (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) So yeah, my ghost, he has also been in a few things. He was in an anime series called Ghost Stories um, back in 2000. Mm. He also was in a video game, which was Castlevania or Aria of Sorrow. Sorry if I'm mispronouncing that and that's your favorite game. I'm the worst person. I'm sorry. And has its own video game, which I did watch a little bit of someone like playing on like Twitch or like a recorded of them playing on Twitch online. And it was pretty fucking crazy. (laughs) Like gamers were like, this is insane. I'm like, awesome. So it has its own video game now. Nice. So that concludes that ghost. (laughs) 
Breaking news. This important PSA is brought to you by Manscaped.com. This is your pubic service announcement and the news you've all been waiting for. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, which is now available for purchase in the USA and Canada. This new trimmer was just released only moments ago. And we're one of the first ones to get our hands on it and to share the news. Ladies, this is a perfect gift for you and your man. Yeah, it is. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. I really love the way this thing looks now. Mm -hmm. It's so sleek. I feel like Manscaped was like, how can I take a really good product and make it even better? Mm -hmm. I like the light on this one. I feel like the light is perfectly placed now. I know. I love it. And y'all are probably wondering what makes this trimmer different from all the other trimmers out there. Well, like Jessica said, it has all these cool features that'll make you or your man feel bougie in the best way. You guys might not know, but Jessica and I, we're about that bougie life. A little bit. A lot bit. We love it. We love it. (laughs) (laughs) It also has a new multifunction on and off switch that can engage a travel lock, which is great for people who are getting back into traveling or might be for work. And the Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on, one Jessica was talking about, on and off so you can get a precise shave. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off of free shipping at manscaped.com with the code SPOOKEDGIRLS. Make sexy time the best time with Manscaped. hand it over to Tara. She's going to tell us her creepy one now. Yes. And sorry, but that's why I'm third. It's fine. Jessica will end us with another butt toucher in a minute. So my other ghost for this episode is Kashima Rico. It's either Rico or Reiko. I've heard it both ways. I am so sorry. Okay. She has a sad backstory as well. And I, like I said, I don't think any of them had a happy backstory. Let's just be honest. So her backstory is that she was beaten and assaulted by a group of men. Sometimes it's said to be just a singular attacker, but she escapes and tries to go find help. And when doing so, she is said to trip and fall on the railroad track. Oh, no. Or a railroad track, I should say. And when she falls, she passes out. Well, a train comes by and runs her over. Oh, no. But according to the legend, the area this happened in was so cold that she actually didn't die when her body was severed in half because it was so cold there that her blood vessels kept pumping and she was still alive. Don't at me. It's just the legend, okay? I, like, I know that's so sci-fi-y, but it's the legend. I'm not. <laughs> Legends don't have to be accurate. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm like, I don't think that would actually happen. Anyway, well, she starts using her hands to move herself since she's lost the other half of her body. And she's like yelling and screaming for help and just trying to get somebody's attention. And well, she gets to the nearest train booth, thingy-ma-bob, I don't really know what they're called. And the dude comes out and says he thought she was a monster, so he strangled her to death. So she dies. At some point, he knew she wasn't a monster. Literally. I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, Jesus. And it is said that her soul wanders either visiting bathrooms or your bedroom. Oh. And sorry, y'all. But apparently when you hear the story, she's supposed to visit you within 30 days. I hate you so much. When I heard it on the video I watched the first time, I was like, fuck. (laughs) 
<laughs> you should have immediately picked a new one. <laughs> no, because I didn't want to suffer alone. <laughs> <laughs> theme of this theme of this story. Oh, God. Anyway, okay. So, so there's that guy. <laughs> so what's going to happen is when she appears, she's going to ask three questions and you have to get these right if you want to live. Okay. So listen up. Her first question is, where are my legs? And the answer you need to say is on the Mation Expressway, which is where the train tracks are. Okay. On the Mation Expressway. Yes. And the next question she'll ask is, who told you that? And you should reply, Kashima Reiko told me that. Kashima Reiko told me Yes, that. her name. I'm pretty sure it's Reiko. I don't think it's Rico. I heard it in like one video and it stuck in my head. So yeah. And then now she'll ask the third one. Now it's a trick question because she's going to ask you, do you know my name? It says explicitly and it said in the videos I watched too, do not say Kashima or she'll kill you. So what you need to say is mask death demon, which Kashima stands for Ka and then it says like Kamen, common, which is mask and she is for Shinin, which is dead person, and then Ma is the same as that, and then it means demon. So it said that, yeah, that's what you have to say to her to pass her test so she does not kill you. But if you answer any of these incorrectly, she will kill you and take your legs. Oh, jeez. Yes. So. You know what, mine? I have a bad knee. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, mine's not too too high either. But yes, and the time frame usually is random, but I also read it was like between midnight and three. So just ingrain that in your brain, y'all. Well, I'm asleep. So. <laughs> if you wake up in the middle. She's going to be asking me and I'm just going to be asleep and she's going to be very annoyed with me. Right. If you wake up at all in the middle of the night over the next month, just go back to sleep. I take sleeping medication stuff, so I will be passed out. <laughs> yeah, I take melatonin now. So I'm like, night night. Right. Night-night, guys. Oh, man. So, yeah, that is my last ghost for the evening. (laughs) Oh, good. Mine is another fun one. Oh, I'm excited. So this isn't so much like a bathroom demon Mm -hmm. as it just has to do with butts. (laughs) Okay. okay. But it was on our list. So and I picked it solely because of the picture it had. Oh, I love. I love. Yes. Yeah. So it is the Kappa. Kapit, which means river child in Japanese, is an amphibious demon or imp found in traditional Japanese folklore. It's like the most noted one. Kappas have over 80 different names, and most commonly known are like Kawapa, Gowapa, and Kawaso. They are typically depicted green, human-like beings with webbed hands and feet, and a turtle-like back, like it looks like it has a shell, and said to have scaly or slimy skin. Kappa is also roughly a humanoid form, kind of, but it's like the size of a child. But don't let that fool you because it has the physical strength of an adult man plus. Mm. So like when Arnold Schwarzenegger was like really strong, him, but in a tiny child-like body. Okay. (laughs) Which looks like Franklin the turtle. It also has another really interesting little thing. In its head, it has like this little divot thing or depression and it's called a dish or a Sarah or Sarah, I don't know if it's how it's pronounced, which retains water. And if this is damaged or the liquid is lost, the kappa is severely weakened because like it's this life power, mm-hmm. this water dish thing on its head. It has a cousin. A hairy kappa is called a uh, Hayoshubu, and it is a childlike river monster that lives in underwater caves, and it prefers to come out, and it loves eggplant. 
So besides like, you know, the fact that it has like a turtle shell and a scaly, slimy skin, other inhuman traits are that it has three anuses, which allows, (laughs) which allows it to pass three times the gas as a normal human. When I read that, I was like... (laughs) There has never been an entity more meant to be, like, my friend or, like, my... (laughs) No, like, not my friend, but, like, my, like... I'm so fascinated by this, like, weird thing. I love it so much. It kind of reminds me of, like, a little bit... Oh, what's that? Of Super Mario. The little, like, dudes. This reminds me of those. But, like, weirder. Gotcha. Like I mentioned, it has the thing in its head. And the cavity must be full because the kappa can get out of the water because it normally lives in the water but if it gets out of the water that thing has to be full so if it stays out too long and it dries out or it spills it loses its power and may even die it's dramatic oh fuck so basically if you are like one of the ways you want to win like if you're having to fight a kappa you just like (laughs) i don't know you like jostle about so its head bowl spills and then you win. <laughs> Kappa sometimes smell like fish and they swim like them too. <laughs> the interesting creature has a favorite food, guys. And it's cucumbers. <gasps> My God, I love it so much. Right? And at festivals, an offering of cucumbers is frequently made to Kappa. Uh, sometimes mm. the Kappa has other favorite foods like Japanese eggplant or saba, which is like buckwheat noodles or fermented soybeans or kombucha. Cool. I like. Yeah. In old Tokyo or Edo, there was a tradition where people would write their names of like write the names of family members on cucumbers and float them down the stream to basically appease the kappa. Mm-hmm. And which every time I say kappa, like I keep thinking like the Sydney White movie. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> like that keeps going off in my head. And so basically this would like prevent them from becoming like harmed when they would enter streams or lakes. And some reason it's actually like customary to go swimming with cucumbers for protection because they're like, ooh, you like cucumbers too i won't attack you but in other areas it's the opposite meaning that if you were to enter with a cucumber or smell like a cucumber they're gonna like be like ooh, cucumber yeah okay a cucumber filled sushi roll is called a uh, kapamaki it also has a favorite sport <gasps> Ooh! and it loves sumo wrestling and it loves it so much it will participate oh my gosh this is amazing so it likes to wrestle They are often accused of assaulting people, like humans, in water. And it's it's for one specific reason. They are trying to remove a mythical organ called the Shidarkudama, which is found in the victim's anus. Oh, my God. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Okay. So this, I'm not going to try to say it again, but it's a mythological or a mythical ball at the mouth of the anus. In order for the kappa to steal your liver, it has to suck the ball out which is what the picture i saw was it was it was like not drawn where i knew what was happening but i was like there's some weird butt play happening and i think we need to talk about this (laughs) um So basically, he's trying to steal your liver, so he has to suck this ball out, which often, which means certain death, not often, certain death to the former owner of that, like, butt ball. Oof. The belief that the ball is rather mysterious, and scholars have come up with some various explanations. And that actually makes sense when you're like, oh, okay. So basically what they're saying is that your butt has a ball that basically stops things from going out and keeps your, like, anus actually clutched. It's a magical Mm. ball. It's called a sphincter made up of muscles one explanation is that when you drown like your booty hole expands because we know that when you Mm -hmm. die you defecate so it like opens and then it doesn't go back so they're like something must have come out of their butt only x couldn't be poop is that what this (laughs) mystical ball really is is just poop okay (laughs) 
<laughs> Another reason is called tendon or the elixir field, which is located beneath the navel and represents the focal energy points, age old yogic breathing and meditative techniques. So apparently if you have a solid core, you have this mythological ball. So All there's right. that. By the way, they are very clumsy on land. And so they often lose their water when mm. they're out. And they do thrive in the warm months because they can like sunbathe and stuff like that, but still have their water. Kappas are are usually like mischievous little tricksters or troublemakers and they do things and they have a wide variety of hobbies like from the this is just funny like looking up women's kimonos which is still very bad and like you know harassing people along the shoreline to actually drowning peoples and animals kidnapping children sexually assaulting women (gasps) and eating human flesh sometimes it's just a cucumber oh no it's not the cucumber salad day apparently not goodness (laughs) like so they can be menacing towards humans but sometimes you can become friends with them and which we'll talk about in a minute so the family dynamics of a kappa is that they frequently live when they're young in family groups but then when they get older they live solitary lives which makes them sad which is why I think Mm. they attack people because they're sad they just need friends right so then sometimes they befriend humans as water monsters yeah they've been blamed for like drownings and all that stuff sometimes they drink Drink their victims' blood, eat their livers, which helps them gain power, especially through the mythical ball, which apparently contains the soul. Of course, that would mean it would be located in your butt. (laughs) I mean, you know. (laughs) There are a few means to be able to, like, get away. One is apparently they are very, very into politeness. So if you were to give a deep bow as a gesture, they would be like, oh my god, I must do it back to you. But then they would spill all the water out of their dish and they couldn't move because they would Mm. have no power to move. But if you were to take the kappa back to the water and fill the dish, it would be eternally grateful to you and be your friend and therefore would help you with stuff like irrigation and would perform other favors for you. Don't know what those favors are. That's just what that said. Another method is you can try to sumo wrestle it, which again, if you just like (laughs) turn it over and somehow the water spills out of its head, you win. Mm. (laughs) So like even though this thing is vicious, like in the water, outside of the water, you're pretty much guaranteed to win. Just exhausted on a sunny day, it'll dry out, you know. So there is one folk tale about a farmer that had promised his hand in marriage to a kappa in return for irrigating his land. Oh. But the daughter was like, no, 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 I don't want this. So she thought maybe if I trick him and basically says, if you can do this task, then I will marry you. And it was to to submerge several gourds under the water at the same time. Apparently they float. So Mm -hmm. he could not. And she didn't have to marry (laughs) a Japanese water demon. (laughs) Also, just in case you were wondering other ways you could get rid of them, they do not like iron, sesame, or ginger. So like... You know, things you could have on hand. Totally, yeah. Right? Like, I have a cast iron skillet. I have sesame in my fridge and in my spice drawer. Yes, me too. And I have ginger. Yep. So, I'm good. (laughs) Yeah, and they don't always want, sometimes they want to be nice to humans. Like I said, they make arrangements to irrigate. Sometimes they will bring you fresh fish, you know? 
And it might be that you give them cucumbers. Like, I thought, like, that would be a very good arrangement. Like, you bring me fish, I will make sure I plant cucumbers, and you always have cucumbers. Be a great arrangement. They are also, I don't understand this, but somehow they're very knowledgeable in medicine. So, like, they're amphibious little doctors. And they are, very specifically, they are also very good at setting human bones. So, like, if you were to break your leg, they would be able to help you so that you wouldn't die. Before we move past this guy, there are actually three Pokemon that were inspired by it. Ah, okay. So it's Golduck, Lombre, and Ludicolo are all based on Kappa, which I had to say because my husband is a Pokemon fan. I was not allowed to play Pokemon because my parents thought it was of the devil, which (laughs) apparently it kind of is. According to this legend. (laughs) So that is going to wrap up the Japanese bathroom, or as I am now calling it, the Japanese butt ghosts. (laughs) And we will see you back on Thursday for another Stabby. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.